Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Welcome to Your Gray Matters. Uh, an exciting week, not only an exciting guest, but I don't know if you know this, Dad. We hit 100 subscribers. Actually, just All right. Now. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for subscribing. If you haven't done so already, now is a great time to do it. Growth of the podcast is what it's all about. And you can help us out with that. If you've enjoyed these episodes, if you want them to continue coming, which they will for the foreseeable future, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you don't know how to subscribe, just email us yourgraymatterspod at gmail.com. We always put that in the description and we're happy to help you out. Um, why don't you tell us about today's episode? Well, we're really excited. We have a person named Marion Gordon with us today. Mary not only is a really seasoned real estate professional, she specializes in the age 55 and above category. In fact, she's done it so long that she also has a speaker series about this that has caught fire. She is very knowledgeable. She's detailed and she really knows her stuff. I'm really excited to have her on the podcast today. Yeah, yeah, great episode. All right, well, everybody, like we just said, like, subscribe, leave a comment. It's very, very helpful. And enjoy the episode. Thank you, everybody. I'm Neil from Your Gray Matters, and welcome back. We are so glad to have you. And as you know, whether you have gray hair or no hair or red hair, we're going to give you a great show, and we think that you're going to love it. And I'm really excited today because we have a tremendous real estate specialist on today. Her name is Marion Gord. I've known her for years, but she has a specialty working with the 55 plus crowd. And that'll be our focus today. Marion, welcome to Your Gray Matters. Thanks, Neil. Great to be here. I'm really glad to have you. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about Marion. Marion's in the Burlington area, and we'll give you a way to connect with her after the show, because I know that you're going to want to. But she's a full-service real estate broker. But besides that, Marion is a lifestyle 55-plus master realtor and senior real estate specialist. Her education experience have equipped her very well with really valuable knowledge and a unique skill set to help older adults with their needs related to seniors' real estate and, as we all know, downsizing. Marion works with seniors and their families through every stage of later-in-life real estate transactions, helping them to navigate the maze, good word, of financial, legal, and emotional issues that accompany the sale of a home and relocation to the home of their future with as little stress as possible or with estate trustees and the disposition of real estate that they are responsible for. The key to Marion's success is knowing what questions to ask and what to consider along the way so her clients can make the best possible decisions and plans for their future. And I will tell you that I've seen Marion in action. I've worked with her and folks, she's someone to really trust. Marion, welcome to Your Gray Matters. Thanks again, Neil. Great, great to be here. And I'm I'm 
just don't want to set anybody up for some false expectations given that bio you've set me up on a pretty high pedestal here well it's okay we're all people and uh, people who follow my show mary and know that i'm a great believer that the human mind cannot be defeated we will always find a way we're still people but i know that you have some great experience and, and value when it comes to helping seniors and I'm going to ask you right off the bat, what makes you uniquely qualified to work with older adults? Hmm, that's a good question. Probably first off is my the training and education. So aside from being just a real estate agent and I became a broker, I, along the way, I took some additional courses. One was called the Accredited Senior Agent, which led to me becoming a Master Accredited Senior Agent. That designation has morphed a little bit into this Lifestyle 55 Plus Master also took the seniors real estate specialist course. So just through getting that additional knowledge and training, it helped to maybe put some framework around that aspect of the business. I continue to network with other senior service providers, much someone like you, other people in the financial world, in the downsizing world, in the legal aspect to stay connected and to stay abreast of all the kind of changes, any kind of legislation or any other ish hot issues that those individuals are finding are, are impacting their clients. My background actually way, way, way back in the past life, I was in the healthcare business. I was in the lab medical laboratory, which gave me great background in, in healthcare and in knowing what people deal with as they age and as their health change, health, health declines sometimes, or their health changes. And also just in navigating that hospital system and the healthcare system, I kind of know my way around there. And then probably lastly, and maybe a little more equally important is I had, I was blessed to have parents who lived to a ripe old age of my mom, 97, my dad, wow. over a hundred. Wow. And I, I, I experienced with them the challenges that they faced in terms of their housing as they aged, their desire to stay put as long as they could, reluctance to kind of admit that their needs were changing, mm -hmm. not knowing where they would go, how they would go, how they could afford it, what was out there for them. So gave, and being, and at that time, actually, I was even focused on seniors real estate, but I had a lot to learn to be able to help them. So it gave me, it strengthened my foundation of knowledge and just kind of just a little bit more about the business, expanded my horizons here. It is it is amazing. And there is a difference because I was going to ask you, are not all real estate transactions the same? What's different about it later in life? Oh, they're actually not all real estate transactions are the same regardless of what age you are at. Everybody is unique and different. But at the, as people age, I think they become a little more complex. And actually not, I think I know they are more complex. And it's not so much about the real estate transaction. It's really, we're talking about people's lives and the, their transition to a new chapter of their lives. Oh. Whether, whether it's their health needs are changing, whether their physical needs, their physical state has given them some limitations. They're not able to stay in their own home. And these things don't come about, you know, no one, no one wills this on themselves. They, they're not always a welcome change. And so there's a little bit of pushback 
there's an, an acceptance piece. There's not knowing where they're going to go, what they're going to do. Often people at, in, later in life have lost their life partner. Yeah. So they're making now decisions on their own, where in the past they've been doing them with their life partner. So they're looking for an ally, someone that they can trust and rely on. And even though they may have adult children who are there to help them, they it's not that they don't want to burden them. They just want their partner. They want their ally to help guide them and help them make good decisions. Also, we're often dealing with the stuff. Because if we're looking at a later in life real estate transaction, someone who's been in their house for 30, 40, sometimes 50 years is an awful accumulation of stuff. Oh, yeah. That, and it's not just simply about just disposing of it. It's the emotional attachment that they have to it. And it, I can remember my mom when they were making a move from a, from a condo. They were living independently and finally had resolved that they needed to go to a retirement home. And so they, she was purging through her things. And she had pot lids that she was trying to me to take her pot lids, which were her mother's pot lids. And it's like, no, mom, I don't need pot lids. But she would say, well, when I look at them, I'm reminded of my mother. And so she wanted that reminiscing to carry on yep. through me. I'm not that kind of person, not that kind of a sentimental person. So I declined her pot lids. To me, they were just more stuff and nothing that I really needed. But it was several years later that I realized that that's, that's her life story. So she was coming to a point where she knew her days or years were numbered. And, you know, what am I leaving behind? What am I, what have I got to show for myself? Where, where's my life going? So it wasn't just those potlids as items. It was much more emotional than that. And so just realizing that now, and maybe I regret not pushing her so hard to just ditch those potlids to have a better understanding that it's, it's way more than that. It's really about that life transition and the challenges that people face as they age. So you really are a person who gets the job done. There's no question. You have a great understanding, but you do have to have a heart. And I guess that you have to wend your way through the people's emotional challenges at the same time, getting them into the place that they dream of, getting them into a situation that they're aging has required them to deal with. And many don't really understand or know where, what those options are. Uh -huh. and where they can go, what might be best, the best solution for them, and might start off with one thing in mind. And my job is to help them understand all their options that are out there, and to help them make the best decisions that they can well, in, a, in an informed decisions rather than just, oh, you know, we're going to go here because we have no other choice. Yeah, and that makes sense. And, you know, you hear people say that they're going to stay in their current home till someone carries them out in a pine box. You must have some thoughts on that with the things that you've seen. I do. And actually, probably when we look at a, a room full of people and you ask how many are, you know, want to stay in their home, I would guess 80% of them sure. say that that's the case. And and I don't don't fault anybody for that. But what I'm 
encouraging people to do is look at what that future may hold because those decisions are being made under their current circumstances. Mm -hmm. And as population is living longer, our life expectancy is longer and very few of us can expect to age to a ripe old age without any kind of ailments. So it may be that you want to stay in your house, but can you, can you, can you physically stay there? Is the room, is the space in your house equipped for your needs? As are you in a two story house? Where's your bedrooms? Where's your bathrooms? Who's out there shoveling the snow? Who's cutting the grass? Can you afford to stay there? Because people as I've, I've heard more than once that they've lived longer than their finances allows or that they had Big they had problem. anticipated so they're kind of running out of money even just for some basic things to pay the taxes and to maintain the property then yeah. if their health fails and you're looking at additional care that's needed so you want to stay in your home then that's great and you bring in home care that doesn't come for free yes. so again where 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 are the funds going to come from to pay for that and so if you're fortunate enough to have a, a bit of a nest egg behind you and you can pay for that home care, then that's great. But otherwise you need to be really looking at the true cost of home care and health care. And a lot of people aren't really up to speed on what that encompasses these days. And, you know, you're, everything you said, of course, makes so much sense. And the unfortunate reality is, and it's kind of silly for me to say, we're living too long when it comes to our finances and, and, as you noted, it can become a big problem. There's there's an old saying that says, no one wants to die, but everybody wants to go to heaven. And it's like, <laughs> you want to have the best. But as we live so long, I you know, I'm in the mortgage business and I'm an investor and I see people who are living great lives and they're in their 90s, but they're running out of cash. So let's talk about another level or just which, before we go on yeah. the other piece of that is the socialization yes so, so if you're living in your house and everybody around you now is young or every all of your friends have moved on and and you're kind of holed up in your in a house that you've been in for 50 years what type of life are you actually living yeah it's quality so, of life is what you're talking about and people i think find or i'm going to go back to my parents that Moving on from living independently in a condo into a retirement home, they never did have to go into long-term care. But to in their minds, it was a step in the in the wrong direction. It was a step closer to their demise. Uh -huh. So I worked hard to help them understand that it was liberating and freeing that moving from a place where they were having to look after their meals for themselves and the shopping, the cleaning, and the cooking, all of those things, to somewhere where they could get some help would allow them to focus more on the things that they like to do yeah. and also save the energy uh, from those tasks that could be done by somebody else to even just some basic living. And I, I, I certainly understand the stubbornness. I've worked with a lot of people who are what we call elders and uh, you know old enough to be my parents, including my mom. And it's hard sometimes mm -hmm. to just grasp the concept that changing your situation and moving, let's say, into senior living, as you said, Marion, can actually elevate your life, your lifestyle, and more than anything, your joy. 
I think it's just getting your head around it because it seems like that's the last place that you're moving to. And that's something that people think about. I'm wondering, what do you think is the least understood aspect of senior living? I find and I read and I hear a lot of conversations that are talking about retirement living when they're talking about long-term care versus retirement homes. And they mix them up. They kind of come out as being one in the same when they're two completely different housing options. Yeah. So in retirement homes and the, co the costs are different, the services are different, the locations are different, the means of getting into them are different. And so people tend to mix those things up or treat them as one in the same. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And also they they people think that as we age, the government's going to take care of us. So okay. in terms of if they need services, we're going to get them. And so we live in a in a in a country where healthcare is provided for us at no cost or to minimal cost, depending on what it is type of health care you're after. But our healthcare system right now is pretty strained. Yeah. And so in terms of home care and what kind of services are available to our older, to anybody, we're really at the mercy of that system and the capacity and the funds and the availability of services. So there's a bit of a misunderstanding or misnomer that the government is going to take care of us as we age, unfortunately. Yeah, well, certainly it's it's not the case. And one does, if they need services, have a system that they have to go through. But to me, it's always about quality of life, which is what you're doing so well for people, Marion. And just generally, some words of advice. What would you tell the seniors audience, your audience? Please tell us what you're thinking. Oh, it's always, always to be open-minded and and plan ahead no one no one plans for an accident or any kind of negative occurrence in our lives I can recall I went to see one man and I was writing an offer for him on a condo and he was lying in a hospital bed because he had fallen and fractured his his collarbone and going home was not the option for him and so fortunately they there was an opportunity for us to to put in an offer on a per, on a property, but he was in a in a hospital bed. We didn't have the chance to explore or even speak about previous to that where where they might like to live, what could they afford, you know, what what would be important in all of those circumstances. So it's it's planning ahead, avoiding a crisis. So even though you may not be thinking about making a move, and move is not imminent for you, know what's out there. Try and work through those things and determine which one is best or might be best for me under different circumstances. And then also communicate that to your family so that they can help support you in your decisions and know what you want rather than, you know, God forbid you get into a situation where others are making decisions for you and they have no idea and maybe it's more than one person making those decisions and those two people don't agree, but they don't have any idea of what you would have really have, had liked for yourself had you been able to make that choice on your own. Yeah. So really planning ahead and communicating, having conversations with your family well in advance, not necessarily the family, but those who are 
in your inner circle well in advance and having those they're difficult conversations but to for me, I was fortunate that when my parents were aging, uh, I was their power of attorney for, for personal care and my brothers were power of attorney for finances, but we sat down together and had a clear understanding of what they wanted. And so as time passed on, passed, we could make decisions based on their, on their preferences. Yeah. And if we weren't able to, to execute as they had intended, we were able to go back and have those conversations again. And that's actually the other point is anytime there's a significant change in your life and in, if you're in hospital, you come home to reevaluate your choices, to see whether or not what you've decided and what you've thought in the past was the right still holds true or whether some of the changes need to be made in your plans. Yeah, it's a very, very good point because with health changes comes a need to review the plan if, as you said, one even has a plan. So planning is, is, is very important. And it's a great idea. We talk about estate planning and financial planning, but where you're going to live and how you're going to live to the end of your days, of course, is a big part of the plan. It's no question. Yeah, so advanced care planning in terms of your health, uh, but even where you, where you would like to live, how you would like to live. Yeah. And, you know, do we have the funds to do that? Exactly. exactly. Or does something else have to play? Yep. So Marion, everybody, including seniors who are thinking about selling their houses and making a move or wondering about the real estate market, wanted to know if you want to give us some comments on how you see the market this coming year. If you can, <laughs> I don't know if your crystal ball is any better than mine. We thought that the mortgage rates might be continuing to go down this week, but with the news today of increasing inflation, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So the last reading I've I've come across is that rates are going to stay the same, which I guess is better than going up. Yeah. We still don't have enough inventory. So there is pressure on the market, but sellers are not going to sell at prices that they that are not sustainable for them. Yes. So there's a bit of a of a standoff, I guess you say. Buyers don't want to pay too much because they think prices are still going to drop. Sellers don't want to sell for less because they think the property is worth more or that their crystal ball is telling them that prices are going to go up in the spring, which who knows, there's, there is still pent up demand. So there are some speculation that this, that we're heading into a strong spring market will very much depend on the interest rates and how quickly that takes hold or whether, you know, or not, but we're expecting things to improve a bit. We think we're kind of at the bottom now. Well, we hope so. But, you know, you were, you were talking before about the government helping people and they're not there really to help people. So a lot of people facing their own retirement and considering where they're headed to and their homeowners, they're depending on that sale to live out their lives financially. And that becomes more and more of an issue, I think, for people as they get older and older. I'm wondering if you would agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. What I try and encourage people to think of when they're making a, a change from, I'm going to say from a large from a two-story, four-bedroom family home 
into something that's more suitable for their their living. So if they're buying another piece of real estate, that they'd be thinking about their lifestyle. And so, you know, in bungalows in my community are in high demand, and there's not that many of them are probably, I don't know what the stats are, but I'm guessing probably 80% of the detached homes in Burlington are two-story versus 20% as single level. Mm -hmm. I might be off on that. But when you're those, so because the bungalows are in high demand and because of our aging population, bungalows are in high demand, they, they garner a higher price point. So you may be selling a larger home, larger home in terms of square footage and number of bedrooms going into a one floor plan and not coming away with a whole lot of difference differential in your cash. So it's really around looking at what is, what is that new lifestyle going to afford me and how safe will I be there and how much longer can I live there and not really looking at solely at the dollars, which that's a hard pill to swallow. I'm not suggesting at all that you know, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 is not a lot of money, but I, the, the intent, what are those intangibles worth to you? Yes. And it's an excellent point. And I, I have friends who are thinking about selling and renting, but with the price of renting nowadays, which I hope will go down, it's starting to go down. That's become an interesting factor too, that I think that has affected the the sales market because you used to be able to sell, put money away and rent perhaps a nice apartment. And now two, $3,000 a month for a rent is a lot to ask of oh, people. Yeah, for sure. And I do have a lot of clients are commenting the same or that have done that where they've sold their pro their properties and are renting or they're moving away to other communities that are a little more affordable yep. um, to be closer with their families. I've had someone move out to Charlottetown just because of the, the price points there were much better at the time. Yep. Um, so lots of different solutions in play. Yes, agreed. Marion, you run a tremendous speaker series. It's called the Empowered Senior Speaker Series. And I'd love if you could tell everybody about it, maybe some of your favorite topics that you've touched on, but give give people a chance to hear about this because people will want to attend, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, thanks, I'm happy to. It's a series that, a speaker series that launched last June, actually it was in Senior Month of 2023. And I just decided that it was time, it was needed, and I had the ability to get this going. So it's a monthly uh, series of speakers or panels that are designed for adults, sorry, seniors, older adults, or their families to help educate, inform, equip, connect people with other service providers and the presenters, the reliable, trusted people that they can count on to help them again, make better decisions as they age and to inform them. The last one we had was on healthcare, navigating home and long-term care. And so that was, we had a room that was jam packed full of people. And a lot of people came away and said, we had no idea this is how it worked. I heard from somebody yesterday that it was a, this was a secondhand story, but apparently the couple were, were a little older and one was going into that long-term care system now and had, again, had no idea 
how that process worked, yeah. how to how to initiate the application, how to get home care in the meantime, what the wait time was like, all of those things. So mm -hmm. that that I guess I think it was the topic that really brought out the crowd that we had. Yes. Because it's clear that there's need in the community for information like this. Our first session way back in June was on real estate law, estate law, and the uh, disposition of your assets upon death and taxes. Also very well attended. We've had one on advanced care planning, one on the 10 questions to 10 most important questions or conversations to have with your family. We did one on affordable housing, so how to adjust or renovate your home to be able to bring in additional income, and um, particularly important now, given Bill 23 and the ability to expand a property to three and four units, depending on the community that you're living in. We had one on financial, it was called the silent worry, so it was the cost of aging and being financially prepared for, or, or at least knowing, you may not be prepared, but know what the cost of aging is going to be. Next month in February, we are time, we have to draw on a blank here. Next month, actually ask the expert. We've got a lawyer coming, a wealth advisor, and an accountant. Fantastic. In March, we'll be talking about housing options. So yeah, keeping us busy. Well, I have to tell you, Marion, you're, you're offering a great service to the community. Because I imagine it's not just those of us who are who have reached into our senior years, but quite often I'm finding it's the children of, of the seniors, young seniors, older seniors, and they're getting on themselves. They're in their 40s, their 50s, and they want to know. And I want to congratulate you because you are doing not only a great job as a real estate professional, but it turns out that you're teaching and you're offering a series that makes lives better. And for that, I congratulate you. I might just have to start calling you Professor Marion. We'll, we'll just give you that, that title too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great series. And Marion, perhaps you could tell us a couple of contact points for you, which we will post. If they want to have you in their for their real estate needs, or they want to go to the speaker series, or both, how best to get a hold of you, please? Either by phone, my number is 905-330-5201, or by email, it's mariangord at kw.com. So I guess you can get the spelling of that from the podcast title. Sure. KW Keller Williams, so kw.com. And my website is mariangord.ca. And the speaker series website is empoweredseniors.ca. Oh, perfect. So... Everybody, we will post that in the description. You'll see it right under this video. And Marion, I want to thank you. I've been so happy to have you coming on to the show. Folks, Marion knows her stuff. I got to vouch for her. She's terrific. She's a wonderful person to deal with. And you will get the answers that you need from Marion. So Marion, thank you for being on your Gray Matters podcast. We appreciate you. And everybody, thanks for watching. And we will be back next Monday, as we always are. Thanks for watching. Thanks so very much, Neil.